Hi. Um, this is Judy Pierce from the Brooklyn Public Library Oral History Project, Our Streets, Our Stories, and I'm here with Sylvia Kaplan to yes. hear her story. Thank you so much uh, for joining us on this, Sylvia. So, uh, tell me first, when and where were you born? Well, I was born in Brooklyn, and um, I was born um, in East New York in Bethel Hospital, which is now Brookdale. Uh-huh. And I've lived all my life in Brooklyn. However, um, Brooklyn is made up of various neighborhoods, and um, and it's a huge borough. So I do recall very clearly that when I was growing up, I knew East New York, the neighborhood in which I was born and brought up. I knew surrounding neighborhoods. I knew Brownsville and Canarsie. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew downtown Brooklyn because uh-huh. that's where we went, and we knew where the um, Grand Army Plaza Library was, uh-huh. and that was the extent of my knowledge of Brooklyn. <laughs> I had never heard of Bay Ridge. I had never heard of Park Slope. I had never heard Williamsburg was. It might have well. It might as well have been across the sea, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, as I. In fact, you know, the last neighborhood that we moved to was on King's Highway and East 28th Street, and I'd never been there before we moved there. So, uh, you know, we moved about four times in Brooklyn, and each time we moved, I was introduced to a new neighborhood that I'd never been to before. And, yeah, that was kind of, I mean, we knew where the, every, well, you know, where the ocean was. So everybody went to Sheepshead Bay, everybody went to Brighton Beach and Coney Island. That was, you know, but... Um, well, the other neighborhoods, um, I had no idea that they existed. I had never been there before moving there. So the first part of your childhood was in which neighborhood? was in East New York. Uh-huh. And what was that like? Do you recall? Well, you know, I mean, it seems ordinary when you're growing up, but uh-huh. comparing it, it's very interesting, comparing it to, and speaking uh, to uh, other neighborhoods, I was speaking to a friend of mine who grew up in the neighborhood that we last moved to, Kings Highway and East 28th Street, and he would describe uh, his growing up as, um, you know, uh, on Friday they would go to restaurants, and then I thought back, well, in East New York we had no restaurants, <laughs> you know, and uh, he grew up in an elevator building, and in East New York we had only walk-ups, uh-huh. and, and like the first elevator building was when the projects were built. Uh-huh. And uh, to me they were luxury, they had elevators, they were new, you know, so, um, you know, so different. Uh, also, we, we lived in a uh, racially mixed neighborhood, ethnically mixed neighborhood, so I was used to that. And then the next neighborhood to which we moved was East, was East Flatbush, and I always used to walk around the neighborhood to get acquainted, to see how it differed or what was new about it. And, and then I noticed East Flatbush, at the, when we moved there, had no churches. Oh, it was like mostly Jewish. Uh-huh. So that was kind of unusual. And also, the people were more um, middle class than what I was used to. <laughs> How old were you when you moved there? Um, oh, gosh. I must have been about 14. Oh, yes, I started high school in East Flatbush. Uh-huh. But to me, it was like uh, moving to a new land, a new country. Even though I spoke the language, it was... Um, it was uh, I didn't have any friends there. I had just moved there. It was... Um, uh, different from what I was used to. Um, maybe, uh, you know, it was interesting because the neighborhoods, uh, the, the people living in the neighborhoods were slightly different. I remember there was a friend living on my block and, um, you know, her parents had a, 
a cleaning lady like once a week. And to me, that was unheard of. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we go to Florida. My gosh, you know, <laughs> you know, for vacations. And uh, even though I never said anything, this is what I thought. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, you know, uh, so uh, I think I felt dislocated. It was my father was brought up in East New York. Uh-huh. And we went to the same schools. I went to the same public schools he did. And at the time that I was living there, it was like our family was all located there. So it was, uh, you know, when everybody kind of moved, it was in scattered. That was really home. And... Um, you know, when nothing really took its place. Did you go back to visit the old neighborhood? It's not the same because there were all these changes. Yeah. So it's, and even my, I, I you know, I uh, uh, went back to the block in which I lived. Yeah. Oh, it looks totally different, totally different. What's so it's different not, about it? Well, the houses are no longer there that are the same. They've, you know, some of the old houses have been torn down and new houses, you know, up. And um, when I was a child, we used to go to Highland Park, and just about last year or the year before that, we vi- I went back to visit Highland Park, and uh, it got smaller. It used to be so big when I was young. <laughs> it shrunk. I didn't know whether the park shrunk or just, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, it has changed, too, a little bit. There used to be a reservoir, and they got rid of the reservoir, and now there's, like, a little bit of a forest there where the reservoir used to be. Is that in New York? It's, um, it's on the border between Queens and Brooklyn. So it's in, um, it's called Cypress Hills is the neighborhood. But it was, we used to walk a mile to this, you know, in the summertime to this park. This was beautiful. It was a beautiful park in the neighborhood. <laughs> so where did you go to elementary school? PS 158. And what was that experience like? Um, well, I do remember, well, I, you know, I have nothing to compare with. <laughs> but, um, you know, I did enjoy it. I, I think, you know, it's very funny. My most memorable, ex- in kindergarten, we, we uh, finger painted, and I love that. <laughs> Only one day. And uh, I always was looking forward to the next opportunity to finger paint, but it never arrived. But I really did enjoy finger painting. And um, I used to, I remember, you know, going from grade to grade and feeling sorry for my teachers because while I was going ahead of grade, they remained in the same grade. <laughs> and I thought, I don't know, I didn't want to be a teacher. But, um, you know, uh, uh, I think, you know, things are very ordinary and, and this is your world when you're growing up. And it's only when you look back and compare it to, to what you to other experiences that you had living in other places and meeting different people and speaking about their childhoods that you have a chance to really uh, see how your childhood was the same or different from that of others. How is it compared you think, to the other childhoods, the experiences that you're talking about? I guess friends you would ask? Yes, well, um, I guess to me it was some of my friends had um, Growing up, they had their parents had cars. We never did, uh-huh. so we always depended on public transportation. Um, we never really took vacations or travels or anything. Uh-huh. Um, let me see. Uh, I think I used to, uh, you know, I, I elementary school. I wasn't really wasn't stimulating really enough, but um, junior high school was. Where did you go to junior high? Berriman Junior High School, 64. It's been torn down. <laughs> but I still have the yearbook. And, um, you know, that really, I think, uh, got me involved in the world. And um, uh, 
you know, gave me a love for learning, I think, junior high. So you credit your teachers for that? Yes, and I think it was because um, uh, in junior high school, unlike elementary school where you had the same teacher all day, here we would uh, go to different classes, uh -huh. you know, social studies or math or English right. or foreign language or whatever. And how about high school? How was that for you? Oh, high school was when we moved, so I was no longer in the neighborhood. So it was um, high school, you know, I think I, I enjoyed some of my classes and was thinking ahead, but I didn't really make friends in high school and I didn't really, the neighborhood was kind of foreign to me and um, well, high school, uh, it was, uh, you know, it was uh, a time where there was stress between my mother and I. I think my mother had an idea of what she wanted. She wanted me to be prepared to be able to go out into the world and work after high school because mm -hmm. she herself was never a high school graduate. And if I graduated from high school, that was it. So right. I, and I had other ideas, but which I couldn't really share with her. She, she wasn't really receptive to my ideas. I wanted to go on to college and to her that was, I mean, if you weren't a, a boy, what was the point? Were you able to do that? I did. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> I did a lot of... <laughs> so you were a rebel? Well, see, I did it my way. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I did. I went on to Brooklyn College. I graduated from Brooklyn College. And actually, when I was in my 40s, I went on to law school. Yeah, City University. Um, and I graduated there. And most recently, after retiring, I went back to Hunter College and got another degree. In what? <laughs> in animal behavior and conservation. Because, you know, as I said, you know, school kind of introduced me to the world. Because uh, so when I was in uh, college, um, I ended up majoring in anthropology because I guess the coursework interested me. It was, uh, and uh, so I started taking more and more of the courses, and that's how I ended up. But my favorite course in anthropology, I would say, would be primate behavior. It was like fascinating to me. And um, at that time in my life, I couldn't conceive of going on to graduate school or anything. So um, what I ended up doing was working for the state, uh, working for the New York State Department of Labor. And I felt like I was doing field work, except I wasn't going out into the field. The field was coming to me because, you know, people who applied for unemployment insurance would come in and I would have to find out about the kind of work they did and what happened at their job and what was the, you know, why did they lose their job and what was the, uh, what were the rules at work? What was the, you know, the culture at work? So I ended up learning a lot about, you know, if you'd see people from the same sort of occupation. I, I ended up learning a lot. I found that very interesting. As an anthropologist. Mm-hmm. Yes, it did kind of fit into what I was studying. So where did you live when you graduated from college? What neighborhood? Well, you know, I that was another thing. It was like I was trying to decide where to move, you know. So I would go into Manhattan, look at all the different neighborhoods in Manhattan, try to picture myself, and there were so many choices. But I think it was it was hard for me to make the move. I only moved about a mile away from where I um, my parents lived, so I moved to Midwood, uh -huh. which is I live on Ocean Parkway. Uh -huh. Yeah. And you still live there now. And I still live there now. It was hard for me to make the first move to make the second move. Yes. So how was what was it like living in Midwood for you? I guess as a young college graduate. Well, I felt oh God, I wasn't where the action was, and I was um, you know so I always had to travel you know, to where that was. But I did make friends in the neighborhood, um, uh, you know, friends who were outside of the neighborhood. And um, so that was, that was kind of fine. And um, uh, I, I kind of discovered later on, you know, with all the changes in the city, you know, it was, um, 
you know, many people, wherever they moved, they stayed for a long time. Some people, you know, uh, uh, made a lot of different moves. But um, I guess I saw how my neighborhood changed. And I began settling into my apartment and kind of making it the way I wanted. But tell me about the neighborhood, what it was like when you moved in and how it changed over the years. Well, I, I don't know if I was so... In, well, the nice part about Ocean Parkway was it had a bike path. So while I was there, I learned how to ride a bike. Uh -huh. And that was very exciting. And it was a way for me to explore and just enjoy the different parks, Prospect Park, Marine Park. Um, it gave me a means of, trans, yeah, of, of traveling using my own vehicle because I didn't drive. <laughs> and it was very exciting because I never thought I'd learn to ride a bike. I was 30 when I learned to ride a bike. You know? Yeah, it was great. And at the same time, you know, I had, uh, you know, I was running. I was always running late, so I, I, and I lived about 12 blocks from the subway when I lived with my parents, so I would start running. And so I, I made a friend who also was into running, and, and so we would run some of the uh, races that were given. Yeah, so, well, the most I ever ran was a half marathon twice in Central Park, but it was so, that was another way of kind of exploring the city and um, just enjoying, yeah. Mm -hmm. So how is Midwood now compared to? Well, it's gotten there? much more orthodox, and it's, it, it, yeah. yes, but I, I think, you know, when I, when I look back at Brooklyn, where I, East New York, when I was growing up, it was um, the neighborhood I grew up at. At least I can say that there were many. There were people who were um, of many ethnic groups, and um, there were religious people and non-religious people, religious Jewish people and non-religious. Yeah. But we all kind of spoke to one another and were friendly with one another. And I don't find that now. I find people more kind of um, whatever group they, you know, one belongs to, kind of looking for people with similar interests, similar, you know, and not really uh, reaching out enough, I think, so to people who are different. Yeah. Self-segregating, <laughs> yes, I find that a little bit. So, um, what, what lessons did you learn from this time in your life? It's a long period of time. Of what lessons have you learned over the years, maybe, I should say? Well, I think, um, I've always, I think, you know, I've always enjoyed learning, and I remember the most exciting thing for me was to learn to ride a bike. And the reason is, is I felt like uh, how it must be to be a child, uh, you know, a little baby or a, a toddler when they first learn to walk. They're so excited because mm -hmm. they they feel so empowered. They're feeling the power of their. And I learned to balance, and I learned to you know <laughs> learn that. And I found the same thing. I learned to swim in my fifties. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and I felt the same way then. I felt it was like a magnificent because I never thought I would learn how. Uh -huh. I mean, uh, you know, I knew how to to float and to kick and to breathe, but I couldn't imagine doing them all together or putting them all together but I did and it was very exciting for me and my teacher because mm -hmm. my teacher who was then like in his late 20s or early 30s uh, he had been teaching adult classes and he'd never taught an adult to swim so I was the first adult who he oh. learned to swim with him <laughs> he didn't think it was possible for an adult <laughs> to learn to swim <laughs> so what would you like future generations to take away from this interview I think you know um, I think we make assumptions it's so easy to do. We're all guilty of it, you know, about um, people who are different from us. 
either age, class, race, religion, or whatever, and we don't bother getting to know people and to find out. Um, and I find this as I, as I age. I mean, I, it was hard for me to um, adjust to the fact that, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm enjoying retirement. I really am. But, um, you know, what does it mean when one ages? You know, because I, I do remember my younger self looking at older people and not really giving them a thought or thinking, you know, it was like, you know, but you don't grow into it. You know, you have a vision of yourself, and I guess other people look at you differently. So yeah, I mean, you don't see yourself as an older person. Is that what you mean? Right, right, right. So, um, but I think you know, talking to people older than me has been very informative, very exciting because seeing how they've adjusted and what they've done, I like that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and to learn from. So anything else you want to talk about that we haven't covered? Um, no, I can't think of anything. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Still here. <laughs>